After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few moments to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love to the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples who through the history of Canada have undeservingly lost their lands and lost their voices in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one of them now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and which the region of Peel operates is part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, the Huron-Wendat, Haudenosaunee, the Ojibwe, Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to its first inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the City of Toronto resides as a traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by the Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin, Anishinaabek territory. They are the past and present caretakers of the waterways and the land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present in this territory. Now, over to your new Touchline Thoughts episode. Welcome back to Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. We're sponsored by J&J Creations. We must say, um, new sponsor. So um, are you looking to get a gift, a piece of clothing, and or an item to be customized? Check them out on Instagram to place an order and speak with their design team. J&J Creations can ship across Canada and can also provide pickup options. Shipping costs are subjected to Canada Post. J&J Creations, where you can customize anything you need. And we are super excited that they're joining the, yeah. the the family here. That's the major announcement. Woo! That is our big announcement for the uh for the year. Yeah, they'll sponsor for the us year. for the year. So if you're looking for anything customizable, I know we've got something ready in the works. And we oh, might we're even, so excited. We're even gonna get our faces on a mug apparently oh. soon. So now that uh, we've got our little uh Irfan's little tea segment, <laughs> we've gotta get mugs. <laughs> Yeah, then we'll have like dedicated five minutes just to talk about tea. We'll do it. All right, cool. Well, how you doing? How's everything going? Uh, today's been interesting. <laughs> it's but been eventful for you. Um, it's been eventful. For those listening, I I had a flat tire for a car that's not mine that I don't speak French and had to figure out how to deal with that. So, And it's Sunday in France, so everything is closed, even the mechanics. So my car is somewhere. Imagine that car. happening in Canada where like Sundays, everything's just dead. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. Like, what are you going to do on a Sunday? Like everyone's like, we're going to go for dinner at a restaurant. And it was like, great. But like nothing else is open. It's like a holiday. Yeah. Literally everything is closed. So I'm glad we're not like that right now. North America's too like productive <laughs> to be like that. You know what I mean? Productive. They're like, some, well, let's they're make like, money on Sundays. Yeah, let's go exactly. to church and then let's get drunk or let's exactly. go for prayer. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um well major stories around news world uh we'll talk a little messy we'll talk canada women's gold medal um and the olympic end there um but we'll catch you right after this All right. Well, let's get right into our starting 11 today. Um, like we said at the top of the show that we're sponsored by JJ Creations. Go give them a look. Uh, biggest story. Where do you want to start? You want to talk Messi or you want to talk women's gold medal? Um, 
let's do a gold medal first. That's oh, pretty, okay. that's pretty massive for women's soccer and for, for Canada. So did you, did you watch the game? Oh, I woke up <laughs> to watch the game. I did. Yep. Yep. Awesome. What were your thoughts on the, on the match in general? Um, I thought Sweden should have probably nicked a couple of early goals in the first 60 minutes or so of the game. I mean, the first half, I don't think we defended very well. It was just very scattered defending in terms of what Canada were doing. I mean, the flanks were open. Um, there's not enough um, effort in the midfield. And, you know, I've been telling you this for a while, but Julia Grosso mm-hmm. should have started. And the minute she, she came well. on, mm-hmm. the minute she came on, the whole sort of, she was able to cover a lot more ground than Quinn did. She was able to cover Scott a little bit more. And uh, Sinclair wasn't having to come in so deep. So she ended up playing the full 90 minutes rather than, I mean, obviously, since he didn't play an extra time, but right. um, the tactic got better. Uh, taking Janine Becky was uh, off was a, a smart decision um, as the game progressed because I thought yeah. the, the energy was dwindling with her. And obviously, when you play so many big games in in short amount of time, your legs start to, to get to Well, you. and the heat. I heard the heat. and because Oh, it was horrible. My, my teammate now, Vanessa, who's congratulations, Olympic champion. Woo! Oh, awesome. Um, How do you say her last name? Sorry, everyone said Giles. Is it Giles? Giles. Okay, all right. I think she's going to kill me if I get it wrong. (laughs) It's Giles. But um, yeah, so she's back now and she was saying the heat was just like absolutely horrible. And you you could tell like they did did look fatigued, but like you said, they're playing that many high level matches. And Canada, I think both of their qualifying matches went to overtime, right? Well, yeah, the... Yeah. Well, the Brazil game went there, and then the States was done in ninety because Jesse Fleming, mm-hmm. um, ice cold. Um, and then, and then the the final <laughs> was. Uh, she was she, okay. Who was Canada's best player in the tournament? I would say Fleming. Really, I think Fleming had a good tournament. I think. I think Labe had a good tournament too. The new minister of defense. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the new minister. I that's my favorite. For those of you who don't know, um, somebody went on Wikipedia and changed um, Steph Labe's job description as yeah. the the minister of defense for the country for Canada. <laughs> for Canada. Um, I mean, man, her eye in goal is one of the best I've seen in PKs mm-hmm. in such a long mm-hmm. time. And I mean, um, somebody on the CBC broadcast. Shit, I always forget her name. She's who a former player. Key- Oh, Vanessa. Player, player, I said player meant player uh, of the no, tournament. Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa for, yeah, Vanessa. Like I don't she, even know why I'd... she came in for the last three knockout games mm-hmm. and calmed everything down. You know how we were saying off air multiple times that the fact that I think we've said it on air that Canada's defense kept getting slit with Zdorsky and, yeah. and Buchanan because it just there wasn't enough communication. Vanessa comes in and you don't see anything Great through job. the middle everything is either off the fullbacks or, or, or something there's a coverage break out of the midfield and that's what led to chances but I don't think Vanessa had a misstep at all and you could tell her this and, and maybe this will get her oh, on the I show <laughs> she'll get her, we'll on the get her on the show we will um, I'll convince. I see her later tonight I'll convince her and be like we, we say beautiful things about you and you got to do no, that like smile when... <laughs> yeah that too um, <laughs> please just tap her like a little kid please join us please join us come on my show come on my show please please, please. um but i i'm very proud and happy that that we won i mean there's times in that match that i don't think we we would look like the better squad and then we didn't win the whole game for me like we didn't we won they did an amazing job and they won yeah but that that game i think you know sweden's such a great team they had a fantastic tournament at the towards the end they were my pick to win the tournament you know because mm-hmm. especially coming in i don't think canada played that well in the friendly matches nope. against like wales and and stuff like that and brazil coming into the tournament so you know i think this is a huge win for canada soccer in general and and women's football and you can see the development in canada and it's unreal and maybe now they'll start pushing for for a professional league in canada for the women which would be huge because you they they're olympic champions like they have the quality is in canada we just need to develop it so yeah well that's the major conversation now is as we turn focus to that is a lot of the current players a lot of former players are saying like we have the talent like two straight bronze medals and now a gold i mean it's not the world cup sure um but 
this is a oh, major yeah, world a major tournament. tournament. This this ranking is going to be crazy, and it's it's closing the gap on on the U.S. And yeah. that's a huge thing. Like, yeah, okay, fine. You know what? You don't want a Canadian soccer league, but add a couple of Canadian teams into the NWSL, whether that happens or not. But there's enough Canadian talent around the world that we can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, I'm sitting here eating my ice cream. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, it's Sunday. Enjoy it's your ice. It's been a rough day. <laughs> it's been a rough day. It's a, it's a flat tire situation. Um, but what did you make of the game overall? Uh, you know what? It was, I think it was a tough game for both sides. Like I remember watching it because we watched it. Um, we were in uh, Strasbourg. So we watched it as a team. Mm-hmm. Yes, we watched it as a team. We had it up on the, on the uh, projector. And I mean, everybody was saying like, you can tell they just looked exhausted, both sides. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's, these these girls have played these women have played long seasons they get no rest now they're going to national teams now they get still no break and they're coming back to their their clubs to play another long season so you know mentally physically you're fatigued and I mean was it the best most exciting game I've ever seen no I I thought the game was relatively boring I don't I don't think anybody wanted to to give up any mistakes you know so nobody was like pushing crazy hard I mean Sweden were in the first they were half. they were they just, and then I think they got exa- tired near the oh, end was the heat yeah definitely yeah. so I think um yeah but I mean regardless you know great teams find a way to win and Canada did, did, did that it wasn't the most beautiful win it wasn't the most exciting win but yeah. Olympic chaps baby we'll take it you. Um, <laughs> you, you, you. what are your oh, thoughts on the match I'm happy I woke up for this. I am happy to watch it. Um, I mean, this just tells you that if there's a game on TV and it's big enough. P.S. I watched it on Amazon Prime, by the way, because they were covering the whole. Yeah, they were covering the whole tournament. So, um, like, if I if uh, how many more people like me probably got up to watch this game because like Twitter was booming. Well, and I read this tweet that it said like four point four million people came to watch the final game yeah and majority of them it wasn't even in their time zone or they're up no. at 4 a.m watching the game imagine a game you put on primetime tv or yeah you know you know the you're playing at eight o'clock in the evening or something or how many people are going to come and watch that like it's crazy yeah especially if it's on a streaming website so you don't have to worry about stupid cable um but just make okay. it accessible and the fans will come did you like the way totally like pivoting over to Sweden for a quick second, but how good was Aslani? Oh my God. Like her delivery with both feet. She, she was the best player on the player pitch. of the tournament for me player of the game. Even, even at that, like I'm adding to you like more, give her whatever she deserves. She's a real Madrid player right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think if United decide not to spend money on another midfielder for the men's side, we can totally go take her from real Madrid or let's do it. Yes. So I think just invest into the women's side. Manifest. Manifest. Um, I mean, why not? You lost Kristen Press and Toby Heath. Why not go mm-hmm. get her? Or go get them. I don't know pronouns again. Um, huge issue go again. Did you the see the player? Yeah, the player, the player. Um, but I I take a bite. I mean, she's thir- they're 32. The player is 32. I mean Okay, but if you can play, you can play. Who cares if you're 32? Yeah. Who cares if you're 16? If you're still, I could be 24, but my prime isn't until I'm 32 or 31 yeah. or 28, right? Whatever she did, she looked, they, yeah. the player, sorry, looked wonderful. Um, Just a fantastic game. Mm, can, can I, we, I said the women earlier, but yeah. Quinn is on the squad and I don't know everybody's pronoun. So. Okay. Did you see the thing with, with Quinn on um, a broadcast? Uh, apparently, um the the commentary staff kept getting the pronouns the pronoun, I did, yeah. yeah and like, it's not the first time though see i'll be honest like you know like i do my best to try and stay on top of it but i'll, I'll do a yeah. slip and i'll apologize but like it's hard okay, it's hard it's tough it's like okay but like he the, the commentator kept doing it over and over again until he was handed or they were handed a piece of paper that said yo pst, can't do this that's the thing like if you're gonna be commentating on one of the biggest games in the world and it's not like new news that that mm-hmm. Quinn use goes by they and them. Yeah. It's not like, oh, sorry, she or sorry, 
they told us yesterday. So now we have to fix it. It's no, no, you you've known this and, and do your research and it's yeah. not it, okay. I understand it's not supernatural because we're taught she and he, right? Well, it's ingrained in our culture, unfortunately. That's what I mean. Yeah. I, I get it's not supernatural, but come on. Like you're a commentator, this is your job, you know. And out of just respect for this player, it's out of courtesy, you know. Just it shouldn't have to be like tap, tap, tap. You need to correct what you're saying. Mm. It should have been oh, done prior to Why the... not just say the player's name then? Like, mm-hmm. Quinn, what do you think about this? Quinn had said this, you know, like, just mm-hmm. replace the mm-hmm. pronoun if you're having a hard time. And, um, For sure, because you mean, can easily not... say someone's name. You can. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I can say Paige. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier than saying they, them, she, they... in front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and yes, I know I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to correct myself, but um, Yeah let's 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 focus on that let's work on that i think if we try to work on it it's, it's a good future for soccer mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. um i think that's great like woo, go canada we did wonderful um all the medals were won by canadian women except for maybe track yeah uh, track and field. yeah but that's about it any thoughts any final thoughts on the olympics while we move over to leo no i thought it's a good tournament for us and we, we beat the uss all that bad yeah, first time in how many years? And at a at a semifinal stage when twenty uh, twelve. Yeah, when that that year that hurts everybody's hearts. Yeah, so I mean, I'm happy and congratulations to the the team, agreed, and all the staff and everybody. And <clears throat> let's see what the future of Kansas soccer holds. Exactly. All right, let's go over to Leo. Uh, big news coming out earlier in the week that Lionel Messi is headed to Paris Saint Germain. Because Barcelona did what? They pooped the bed. They, yeah. Um, they kerfuffled. They made a kerfuffle. Okay, what was your first reaction at this? Okay. So, at first, when they didn't say he, where he was going, just that he was leaving, I wasn't too surprised because I know, like, last season he had tried to leave and they didn't let him, right? Hmm. So, I figured it was the same, okay, his contract is up, whatever. He's finally leaving. Then when I saw the interview, you know that the press release he did? Did you watch that? Yeah, when he was crying? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize like he, he I thought he retired when that happened. Yeah, right? Well, I didn't realize he, yeah. after everything that had happened maybe the last two seasons, this season he had decided like he wanted to stay and he thought that everything was good with the club. So I guess it came as a surprise to him as well that the league had put like, um, is it like a cap? Yeah, so they the have a, that he couldn't stay there. Yeah, so they have a, a salary cap of like three hundred million dollars or something like that for. And salary. he's making more than that. Well, he was making like twenty five to thirty a year, right. and they couldn't register it. So I mean, there's so many players who took um, a pay cut, and then Leo said he's going to take a pay cut, but because Barcelona joined the Super League, uh, La Liga's like, we ain't bending rules for you. Yeah, yeah. And then you're pushing back on everything we want to do. The rules are rules, man. And yeah. like, good on the Spanish FA or whatever for putting their foot down, but you just lost one of the best players of all time. So when he, what was your, what team were you thinking he was going to be going to if, uh, when you found out he was leaving? PSG. Did you, you thought PSG for sure? Yeah, there's no, like the fact that a city spent money on Grealish like a day before. Yeah. Um, had that not happened, I think Leo would be a city player. Okay. I think I think Pep would have made a move because he was like, okay, now we have that hundred million instead of spending on Jack, mm-hmm. we're gonna spend it on Leo and give him his fifty million a year. Right. Because right. in that way, that way that fifty million left is okay. Let's see if we can get Harry Kane now and not try and offload some wages. Right. Right. Um, but I laughed. That my first reaction when they said that Leo will not sign for Barcelona, I sat there laughing. And it's probably sorry as you drink water and I said that no, but like that was my first initial reaction. I laughed because I said you guys are so bad. How do you not lock up your franchise player? And I know there's no such thing as franchise players in soccer, but you're your one, your one club player. Um, how do you not? And, like for me, like this has been his club since he started. 13, 14, you know? Yeah, since he was like, like four foot tall. I'm sure he's still four feet tall. I'm sure. I'm sure he wanted to retire at this club. You know, like it's part of it's it's a pride thing, and it's like this is your family and your home and who you represent and i'm sure that's that's where he wanted to end his career and now to go out kind of on this note is like 
Okay, the fact that they didn't let him leave last year. Well, that's what I mean. They they let they switched between Bermato and Laporte or whatever Laporte. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the new president actually has a better relationship with Leo. So you're like, okay, great. This actually looks promising. So why did they go and sign the Pie and Garcia and Aguero without locking up their best player? I have no idea. Maybe why they not- thought it was a done deal though, because no, the Liga was not budging. Yeah, because what I had read is that um, Messi was under the impression that everything is fine. So I don't know if the club wasn't like honest or they were doing their best to to keep their best player, and unfortunately they fibbed because like financially they were complaining that they didn't have money, and that's why they still haven't pulled out of the Super League. Right. Real Madrid wanting to go to the EPL—that's another story. Um, <laughs> uh but 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 like i don't know i i think they they shit the bed and I agree and to me if i'm a barcelona so fan i'm so disappointed okay but if you're like uh guero or memphis dupai are you leaving okay so the marcel reported di maria saying that sergio guero wants to kill himself at barcelona so Ooh, like nice. i just saw the headline and and we on this podcast do not condone any of this um but like i i'm like admitted that he's feeling very down and um depressed about the situation because like he he, kate yeah he he literally moved there for that for messi though yeah he wanted to play with with messi he wanted to play with one of the best players of all time and i mean brayden's really happy as we say this every time um but i don't know like that is such disservice to the new players you brought in because you're like well we're going to barcelona not to play with griezmann not to play with dembele not no, to play no, with pk i'm going to play for number 10 yeah or play with number 10 like we want to rebuild this squad we don't want barcelona to to become a, an ac milan or a united right, when they have right. their transition which they won't by the way um barcelona's still good enough to be a top four team in the but still it, i think it changes the environment it changes the like feel of the club you know and I'm sure it's like that for the players. Like they're going to be the, they're going to feel the direct impact of him leaving. What do you do now? Do you say to Aguero, who's injured, by the way, um, that injured, he, yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll let you off. I think it's like a, another six to ten weeks of recovery. Yeah, he's out for a while. So do you say to to him that you know you're not healthy, so you might not come back a hundred hundred percent as as your little thing? Um, we will let you go. And then let him train, let him get back to rehabbing, and then maybe City should go back and get him again because they don't have a striker. True, but I mean, I mean, if you're Barca, you're also not happy that he's hmm, injured right now and hmm, not wanting to stay, you know. So I don't know. They just lost their best player. I don't think they're going to be eager to get rid of players right now. I don't know what to do. Like if I'm Barcelona, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I feel so bad. Um, but they can't offload their. So, so the thing is, they buy these players for high prices, and then now they're trying to sell them for high prices, and then the players are not worth that amount. Mm-hmm. At what point do you say to them, to any team that's coming to buy, just take them, just take the Free contract? Agents. Well, like Coutinho, for example, is making what four hundred thousand dollars a week, or four hundred oh whatever. God. Yeah, and then Greasy is at six hundred. So, like, at what point do you just do you just say, you know what, we'll give you these players for forty to fifty to recoup our costs for their salary last year, um, get out of the debt, and yeah. and you can take them for half the cost that we think they're worth. Well, and I mean, B- Barcelona is a big enough club where they're gonna have people that are gonna come, like decent players, come just to play f- because it's Barcelona. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Probably not, you know, they're not the the Messi's and the Ronaldo's of the world, but they're going to be quality players. And it's like, yeah, Barcelona wants me. I'm going to Barcelona. You know what I mean? Well, their young players are actually fairly good with Pedri, Fatsy, and Puig. So, like, okay, now you decide that maybe we should do an Ajax thing where we build around these these kids and try and bring in veteran players. Like, keep the pie, but, like, see if you can move on from the other players. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. It's kind of a sticky situation, and I mean, they're so stuck in their ways to to like Dembele, like give them off for forty five to fifty mil, but they want sure. eighty for them, and it's like, but the guy hasn't been healthy in three years. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, okay, he's a name, but 
clubs don't want players who aren't ready to go now. You know what I mean? And yeah. if he's an injury risk, it's like Hazard. Like Hazard's a good player when he's good, but he's an injury risk. Like, do you want to? He's a Hazard. He's a wow, good one. What? That's uh, gonna be a real. That's the joke of Sunday. <laughs> that's, that's such a dad joke. Good one. Yeah, it was sitting there for me. It was. I just I laid it out for you. Yeah, it was a perfect pass. But what are your thoughts on uh, the number choice? Number 30? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wearing a, a PSG jersey at the end of the day. Um, I'm not worried. I like, like, he's not one of those players where you can't recognize him. <laughs> You'll well, see that was him his with... original number. Isn't that why he chose it? Yeah, he started at 30 for, yeah. and then moved to 19 and then moved to 10. So, I mean, so who's the number like... 10? Well? Is it Neymar? Yeah. Neymar. Yeah, he's it's not a... them. No, but it's also, it's not bizarre. Everybody was, I saw a bunch of stuff online that were, they were, people were freaking out on Twitter and stuff that he chose number 30 and Neymar should just give him the number 10. And no, blah, blah, blah. no. And Messi has been number 30 before. Like that's where he originally started at. So I don't think it was like a big, oh my God, you have my number. Like it would be like, yeah, it would be number 30, whatever. Do you think it's just because people wanted to buy a piece of Jersey and then realize that the numbers make it look really bad? And then they're like, that's. <laughs> Because, like, look at the 30. It looks very unattractive when it's... I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> it looks like this big, fat number. And you're Does like... Well, really? The, yeah, because the 10 looks much better. Yeah, Obviously, because it's, it's not like you're not getting into past 23 or whatever. It's just, it looks really funky. And I get Where's why... The... I get why people are, are irritated by I it. I don't but... think it looks too bad. No, like, dude, you got you got Leo. I don't know what they're... Yeah. And um, the new kits, the... the PSG kits are nice. The like Jordan combo kit, like the yeah, they've Jordan done well. They, like people are ridiculous. Oh my goodness! I'm looking at wait, and now I gotta look at Neymar's number ten just to compare them. Yeah. Um, oh, you know that PSG just has a a proper one A one B team now. It's crazy. On like, the men's w- side, yeah. Like you look at and the women's side, by the way. Um, but you you look at. Like, I'm looking at their lineup from yesterday, and Hakimi and Wijnaldum both played, but you didn't have Ramos. There was no Marquinhos, um, no Kurosawa. Um, midfield didn't have Varadi playing. You had Neymar not playing, no Messi, no Di Maria. Okay, and, I like, have a their question. Lineup... Yes. Uh, Messi wasn't on the lineup. Was that due to... Oh, he just, he, it's because he came back from international break. So they're giving him. Oh, okay. They're giving period. him. Work. Yeah. Cause I, I looked at, I remember looking at the roster and he wasn't on the, the roster sheet. And I was like, well, he just got there. So yeah, this team is way too good. But yeah, you were saying they have, they had, didn't have any of their like, you know, major like no. Di Maria, Neymar. No. Okay. Also, I, I read this interesting. Let me know what your thoughts are about this. I read sure. this interesting thing where I guess Mbappe had been asking for like more competition at the club, mm-hmm. like bring in more competition, bring in more competition. And I guess now with Messi there, his, he may not get as much play time. Not that they play the same position, but I guess due to like moving players around. Um, what I read is that he's not necessarily going to get enough as much play time as he wants. And so he's considering finding a new club. Who Mbappe is not going to get enough time to play. Yeah. Just listen. This is I, this is what I thought found interesting. And this person, I can't. I gotta find the tweet. They were basically like, "You asked for more competition. If you leave, you mm-hmm. look like the the bad, like the like you're taking the easy way out because now yeah. that your spot is kind of up, not up for grabs, but like it's gonna be, you're still gonna have to prove yourself. You're not just like in a in a seat. Yeah. He's like considering maybe not staying. I don't know if you. I don't he's know if you heard gonna, any of that. His playtime is not going to get cut. There's no which way. I thought too. Which I thought too because I was like, after I read that, I'm going through the like roster and stuff. I'm like, I don't know who's gonna, who they would play. There's no way. There's no way he doesn't. Well, and with Neymar and play. Messi, what's your midfield looking like then? Well, you're if you're gonna go. So here's what I was thinking. You go. Um, Neymar or Mbappe as your striker, then Neymar or Mbappe as a winger with Di Maria, and then Leo playing right behind the front three. And then you have, yeah, and then you have Genie Wijnaldum and Marco Verratti in the midfield because they can cover enough ground 
Right. And you don't have to worry about your defense being out of shape because there's Ramos and Marquinhos and Carrizalvo and Hakimi can run the flanks. So that's your lineup right there. This team so, is unreal. And oh then you God. can you can have a this you can flip a coin between Donorama and Navas because they can both play the ball with their feet. Yeah. So um that's your starting lineup. There's no way Kylian Mbappe doesn't play as many. Well, I games. just remember like I I vividly remember reading this tweet thinking, what? Like, why wouldn't he play? There's no sorry. Like I think Julian Draxler is a fantastic player, but he's not playing ahead of Bappe if 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 Killian's ready to go. Like, did you see him yesterday? I, I was watching the end of the Strasbourg game, and yeah, he take he took on everybody in the 80th minute. This guy still has legs on him. legs, yeah, and you he's can't. still super young. Like, oh, he's gonna like uh, him linking up with Leo. Leo doesn't have to score every goal now. And the pressure's not sitting on on Leo at this point. Hell, you either. can tell Leo you're not starting today because we're going to give you a break. You're going to come on. You're going to do the exact same thing you were going to do for the first half of the game. And well, and I feel like at Barcelona, I think he had a lot of, like, the last maybe two or three seasons, he's getting a lot of hate for not having, like, scoring a ton of goals and whatever. He and scores, I feel like, like, 90% of which the is ridic- I know, which is ridiculous. I don't know why. And um, I feel like here now at the uh, PSG, he's got like less of a weight, so he could probably just play. And I'd be interested to see if his game gets like, because he has more freedom, I feel like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He can kind of just come and he's got such quality around him. He can do what he he wants and there's no, okay, I'm carrying the, not carrying the team because obviously Barcelona, you don't need to carry the team, but like I'm the one everybody's looking at to score the goals. I'm the one everybody's, you know, screaming at when we lose, you know what I mean? So I yeah. feel like now it's less, less pressure just on like Messi. It's not all eyes on Messi. He's got world-class players all around him. So he can oh, just Yeah, because everyone's play. just booing Kylian Mbappe. Right. <laughs> stupid. Um, but just reading something now that Liverpool might be linked to Kylian Mbappe because Real Madrid won't be able to afford him. Dude, but you see, isn't he? Tr- I'm not crazy. I think he is potentially open to finding a new club. He is, and and yeah, I hope it's not that he runs away from PSG because I don't think that's the the issue. I think it's the fact that he wants a new challenge. Because if okay, if PSG don't win, don't win the Champions League this year, I think it's a bust. Yeah, like that's their focus. Okay, this question year. And then: If you're Mbappe, I keep cutting you off. Sorry. No, no. If okay. you're if you're Mbappe and I don't know if his contract's up or whatever, and he's got options. Now that Messi is here, do you stay because you want the opportunity to play with Messi? Or do you go and and find a new challenge? I say you stay. I stay. Be- I-, I say you stay for at least a year before making that decision because this season just started. Leo hasn't played with you yet. You don't know how that chemistry is going to work out. Um, the goal is to win the Champions League. This is why they've put so much money in. Fair play doesn't account for them anyways. Um, so, like, it, you have the, the chance to win. If you don't win the Champions League this year, I think there's going to be a lot of changes at PSG next season. For sure. I think the coach is gone. Yeah, coach is gone. Like, they didn't look comfortable against Strasbourg. So what happens... Yeah, on paper, they look fantastic. But what happens when... Yeah, but we said the same thing about France, like, in the Euros. France yeah. on paper by far the best team okay belgium pretty close but like player for player france right on by far the best team and didn't show up didn't show up yeah maybe for Pogba, but didn't show yeah. up. but i don't know i say stick the euro because he he idolizes uh cristiano ronaldo right. so let's say ronaldo decides to leave juve and go to united or go to back to Real Madrid, for example, mm-hmm. does that entice him to leave then? Maybe. Because uh, he shouldn't go to Italy. He's going to get his legs run under him. Like, it, someone's going to... Uh, yeah, Italy's not a good league for him. I think, I think La Liga might be the best. But I don't think EPL is a good league No, for it's him. not either. I think La Liga might be the best yeah. one. Or the German league. I can actually see him playing for Bayern. Um, maybe. It, it's unlikely, but they're the only ones that would probably afford them. But they're smart. Well, yeah, they never they're the spend, only team that could afford them. And they, but they're smart, and they never spend more than fifty mil on a player. They don't need to either. No. So, I think it looks bad on a team like that to spend that money on like Mbappe stay. for no reason. He's twenty two. Stay, stay until for you're twenty five. Stay, stay until you're twenty five, because at that point you're going to see a huge shift in 
in the powerhouses again in two years. Well, and it's not because of his age. It's not always about uh, being the best at their club. Now he's got the opportunity to learn from one of the best players in the entire world every single day at training. So if you want to elevate, if he he's 22. So if he wants to elevate his game in, let's say two, three, four years, right? Play at mm-hmm. least this season with, with the, the arguably the best player in the world right now. Yep. Learn, 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 learn. And if next season or the season after you're, you're like, I'm good. Then you go find a new project challenge yeah well i mean this is a great position for him because like it's like it feels like the mantle is going to be passed to him as the next best player in the world and right i mean erling Haaland and and killian Mbappe are the future um mm-hmm. and i think they're the best players right now aside from age whatever but like yeah how nice would it be is like you get mentored by him, by leo just like leo got mentored by ronaldinho and that's Javier. what i'm saying like you, take like, this as a win don't leave take <laughs> this as a win but you know like if you don't win the Champions League this year, this is it. Like this is gonna be like, yeah, it's a make or break. Like, at what point does this fair play start to finally decide to wake up and go, hey, you can't do this anymore? Yeah. Um, it's not working either. <laughs> yeah. So like, we let you experiment because you paid us money under the table. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, everybody days- was like, "What happened to the the French league uh salary cap?" <laughs> when after Messi signed, that's all my Twitter was like. Do they Where's have the a salary league? cap? Apparently there is one. Oh. But I guess it's not even close to Messi's salary. Maybe it's point, like you or... if you go for the salary, you have to pay a penalty. And I don't think maybe I don't know. Yeah. But at that point, I think you pay the extra five million and sign Leo for whatever. Of he course. Wants. Of course. Yeah. Uh, PSG's like, we're gonna get rid of everybody else. We just want you. But like nobody's leaving. That's, the only person which is, is left, wild. The only person of note that's left is uh, Ariola um, because Donnarumma came in and he hasn't right. even been at the club for two, three years. Which makes sense. But but I think like if if PSG had the bid for Messi and they're like, okay, you need 50, whatever. You need 5 million extra euros or something, right? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, all right, we're selling everybody. <laughs> well, I think you can get rid of like a Cardi and make that money. Mm-hmm. Or Di Maria. And I think they would probably get rid of those two first before they... Yeah. Uh, I like Di Maria. He's one of my favorite uh, players. I do players. too. He, he, he's, he's saying that uh, Ronaldo's jealous now or feels out of place because he's not with PSG. And I'm like, <laughs> Ronaldo coming yeah. to you, even in the first place, probably wouldn't have been. Because then at that point, I would have said maybe Killian doesn't play every game. Yeah, 100%. If Ronaldo's there too. Yeah, if Ronaldo's Messi there. Messi and Ronaldo. Well, no, even before the, the Messi talks, there was talks oh, okay. of Ronaldo, right? right? I was like, well, okay, well, Di Maria, you wouldn't play, first of all, or Mbappe wouldn't play, or Neymar wouldn't play because he would he's better than all three of you. Yeah. Sorry, at 36, he's still better than you. 100%. Yeah. Do you think Messi and Ronaldo will ever play on the same same team? No, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it either. I don't really want to see it. It would I be think... weird. I don't think they'd play well together either. Maybe do like a La Liga greatest all time and have Ronaldinho as, as well and Beckham and all those guys play and Leo and Ronaldo play together. But that's like a charity match and that's the most Right, charity see. match, yeah. I, I, I do not want to see them link up. This is not the NBA where powerhouses decide to do a LeBron and, and pick each other. No, don't want to see that. Nope. Nope. Too much. nope. It's, it, you see that enough in North American sports. True. Um, so before we wrap up, um, who is, how do I ask you this question? I'm trying to think. Um, we, you basically answered it with Poch might get fired if PSG doesn't win, but it, who's, who might actually win the Champions League not named PSG? City? Yeah. I think City is a good, if PSG can't pull it off, I think City's for me is the next next in line mm. what about you i was gonna say the same thing city yeah i think well now that they've got Grealish too i think that's a really good buy for them right and he's he's gonna be slotted in the midfield yeah um playing with gundogan and for Ferdin- well and they don't and have stuff. to build too much like they're not changing too much you know what i mean no. like whereas i feel like psg bringing in messi like your whole game chant game plan is changing you know because yeah. you're kind the of yeah so mm-hmm. I think um, on that aspect, City is more 
solid. Like yeah, like I'm on the fence with them. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I think if they go get Harry Kane, I think they are. Yeah, they're done. They're 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 gonna win it, or at least they're the team to win it. And I mean, don't discount Chelsea. Um, with a with a bonafide with a bonafide striker now. Um, don't discount Bayern. I think Juve is gonna have a bounce back here with Allegri back at the helm. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the Lukaku move? I'm quite surprised that Chelsea sold him for what they did and then bought him for what they and did. bought him back, right? Um, I think United was stupid to let him go. I agree. Like, but I also think he's a different player now than he than he has been. Yes. I don't think he was a bad player, but I think he's evolved quite a bit in the last. Well, he had maybe a... going to Italy is what he needed. I don't know. Well, I think the fact that he had a strike partner. Like they True. played a formation where he didn't have to do everything on his own. Whereas with United, for example, or with Everton, he was the main striker and they had wingers and the wingers didn't always support him well. Right. Now the question is, is Timo Warner going to be good enough to support you? Cause he apparently can't score. <laughs> no, apparently like he still couldn't score yesterday. I, I just, the hate he got, he gets to is my favorite on Twitter. I love reading tweets about it. I think he's a great player. And when he said, no to Liverpool because he didn't want to sit on the bench. Uh, okay, fine. You want a Champions League, great. But like, how do you feel? But like, if you were still at Liverpool, you probably would have played, and you would have improved your game to understand yeah, that you you can't like fine fine. You're gonna miss the shots that you did, great. But you don't have to worry because there's no one else that could score for Chelsea last year. Whereas for Liverpool, you missed it. There's like six other guys. Right, right. It's so, not the weight is not all on you. No. But he he's got a score. I agree. I, agree. Um, I think United's going to be better. Um, temporarily. Are you happy? Are you happy? I kind of wanted, not that I want a coaching change because I think Olga Solskjaer does a good job, but I think they could use a coaching change, like a new perspective. Because I I don't think they obviously didn't do bad last year. Mm-hmm. They didn't do. You know, they didn't win everything, which we want them always to win everything. Want the trouble. Yeah. But I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like they need something. Like they need a, they just need something, whether it's a coaching change or players. I mean, they did just get some good players, but I don't know. They need to clear house for some players. 100. But why is Jones still there? And he didn't want to give away his number four to Rafa Varane. Which is ridiculous no then leave i mean i think it's time to to start cleaning players out and trying to make a decision like as much as i like Juan mata signing him for another year doesn't make sense to me no because then at that point but also for him like why are you still there you haven't played very much in the last what three seasons i think he's a clubhouse presence that they don't want to lose but i get it but you know you're you're talking about replacing all these players um send them out get them loans like i don't know send them on loan uh, to counter your argument, though, with Ollie, I don't think a coaching change is something to do now. I think if they had to do it, it should have been done last year. Well, that's what I'm saying. Last yeah. season, last season, I don't. Now is not the time. I mean, it's also no. you know, season has started, but no. And they have a very good team now. The thing is, if you can't do anything with this team and can't win a trophy with he'll this be team, gone. I don't necessarily know if he'll be gone. But I think the next transfer window, when he asks for something, he's not going to get it. For me. Like, okay, they gave him a lot more time. Who was, the, I forget his name. Who was the coach that came in right after Sir Alex, the chosen one? Oh, uh, David Moyes. Yeah, I feel like, I, I get it. He's first, I don't know what, couple months at the club were not fantastic, but they got rid of him pretty quick. And it I was a quick, it was just, um, it was like, oh, watch, we're just going to fire this and you're done. Well, and and I feel like, Okay, the first coach after Sir Alex, I'm sorry, there's going to be a transition period. You're not going to be like... It's the same thing with Unai Emery at Arsenal. Yeah. They didn't wait. He didn't have a bad... It just, he started off rough, but like, what the hell is Mikel Arteta doing for the last year? That's the thing. Like, you give... They're giving certain coaches... Where's the leash? Why are you giving this player a leash or this coach a leash? Mm -hmm. Why? Because they used to be a former player of your club. You think you're going to give them the extra time and... Arsenal looked just as bad last season as like this season as they did last season, you know. Their three bright spots are Smith Rowe, mm-hmm. Saka. Yeah. And um who's the other player that they just picked up? There's no oh and Kieran Kieran Tierney. Sure. But what else? 
what's different from last season. Like if you watch their games, they look they look literally Abysmal. they don't look any better. Yeah. Um, last season was like, oh my god, what is going on? So we'll get into that on our next episode. We'll talk about contenders sure. and pretenders, I think. Um, but final thought for I guess United here is if they make a coaching change, who would you bring in? Emma Hayes. Emma Hayes. Emma Hayes. That's all we need. But yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I mean, all the coaches are gone now. I mean, do you guys? Well, now you couldn't because you, you kind of have to wait for the bright moment where like Pochettino's available or mm-hmm. Pep is available. And then that's when you're like, sorry. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so sorry you're gone. We're bringing in Pep yeah. or somebody. If Pep gets fired, I sorry, not Pep, if Poch gets fired at PSG, Zinedine Zidane's going to step into that role and they're going to win. Oh, 100%. But I think if, if Ponch gets fired, bring him to United. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, if Ollie I wins... I think he's a better if, coach. If Ollie wins a trophy at the Carabao Cup, then I guess... Oh, my God. Or we win the... What was it? The Asian Tour Trophy. Asian t- or the, what, Community Shield or whatever? Like, come yeah. on. That's not a win. That's a warm-up. That's a warm-up. All right. Why don't we go into a break when we come back? Final thoughts, yeah? Yeah, sounds good. What up, guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker. And if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs, you've come to the right place. Garage Door Sports, hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji, brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday right here on Garage Door Sports. That does it for today. Uh, we tried to keep it relatively short. Probably didn't end up relatively short, but that's. <laughs> um, we guys get so deep into conversation. We get nice. sidetracked a lot. We do like the, like this situation right now. <laughs> <laughs> Prime On example. Being, being sidetracked. <laughs> um, do you have any final thoughts as we sign off? No, I just again congratulations to the Canadian soccer team, Canadian women's soccer team. I think they're really repping and the whole country is behind them and you know wearing the maple leaf proud but you um yeah my final thought is um would be that and check your car tires before you go driving you know i had the same issue i was um picking up a friend the, uh, last friday and we went through a couple of potholes and i was like yo yeah. i just heard a pop so i parked the car and i was like hey it wasn't me it was the fact that my car is too low so that's what touched uh but that's the worst too and here in france they have a bunch of the like speed bumps yeah. all over the place and some of them are like like really high like yeah. if, and it, the bottom it's like you what is it called when you oh i don't know what it's called something boat whatever yeah um it's like you're in thorncliffe uh canada and uh pretty much yeah and you're like killing your car as you go through yeah but um here it's the worst those little speed bump things because they're not little they're massive and if you don't quite see it because they're not all labeled very well or or like you know that like highlight paint they're not all painted very well and then you're just like oh shit Especially if you're like me and you have a rental car, you're like, oh, hope that didn't scratch anything. Well, the shocks probably just killed itself. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're starting to, ch- they're putting all these random speed bumps everywhere now, I've noticed, and some don't have signs anymore. Yeah. They, because they expect you to be slow anyways and vigilant. Right. And you're like, yo, who's paying attention to here when I need to look at there? And well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. What about you? Any final thoughts for today? Um, yeah, completely random. But um, if you're shaving your beard, my dude's listening to this. Um, make sure you clip on your your um, your shaver properly. Oh, because no. uh, last episode, I didn't mention that because I was like, oh, fuck, I don't even know what I'm looking at here. But like <laughs> I, I tried to trim, but I didn't snap it back. So my beard, I went back to like clean shave. I don't know yeah. if you noticed that. And I, I'm glad you didn't say anything. because No. Like, oh, God. So anyway, yeah, I got, I clipped it on wrong. Cause I thought I 
snapped it in and ended yeah. up going to skin. I think I your was, hair was distracting me. You wore the hair down, so. Oh, like, no, it's okay. I won't take that for you. <laughs> but yeah, because I was like, oh, man, I just messed up. And it always happens every, like, six months where I don't clip it on properly. And then right. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just doing a face clean here. I guess um, we're starting over. <laughs> yep. And it, like, it took a while to bring this beard back in. It took, like, a solid two weeks, and that's not normal, so. Um, any of my my friend listeners who have beards um first of all you know what I'm going through and second of all yeah. clip your freaking clippers on properly or else you're screwed like me it's like when I used to cut my own hair where I accidentally put a wrong clip on it and then went zero and I was like I'm bald <laughs> oh yeah I, but like the thing is when you have short hair it's okay because then you can just right, blend it right. in but like when you have long hair and like yeah and you have like it looks like you've got thick hair too. Like it's not just yeah. like yeah. Hold, yeah. Hold, hold, I guess I'll bring it down. Yeah, you bring the hair down. Right? Like it's, it's like it's fairly thick too. So like if I yeah. don't have a beard on my face, I'm sorry, but I look like I'm back in high school and I don't really like that. <laughs> oh, baby face. Yeah. Baby are you gonna face. are you gonna reel this one? Because I think <laughs> just wait. <laughs> um, Those are my favorite. The memes where it's like um it's like a guy with a beard and a guy without a beard and it looks like a baby oh yeah but like have you seen the ones with the dads who do with their little daughters or their little sons or whatever and you're like like, who are you and then they cry and you're like dude that's so evil i remember my dad doing the same thing like he has his um he has a goatee and whatnot yeah and then he just saved it one day put a stash back on or something and i would walk into my grandparents kitchen and he was sitting there and i'm like who the hell is this person and they're like hey kid nice to meet you (laughs) yeah i was like hi i'm I'm like this person my dad's like what are you doing i was like sorry i don't recognize you i don't know who you are (laughs) who are you um well on that note um be sure to subscribe to the podcast and give us a like or leave a rating it's super important um and it helps us out a lot so please do that um, you can also follow us on Twitter at TouchlineTH, and you can follow me, Paige, at Culver underscore Paige on Twitter and Irfan at Irfan Manji. Um, yeah. yeah, don't forget to follow our network at Garage Store Sport or check out GarageStoreSports.com, as well as mentioned before, our sponsor, JJ Creations, is going to customize some stuff. We have something coming very soon. Give us a couple oh, of weeks. We're so and, excited, guys. Um, probably have her faces on a lot of things and call us conceited or whatever, but like, I'm super <laughs> excited about that gonna be awesome i'm looking i'm pumped i'm looking forward to it but on that note thanks for listening and we'll catch you next match day cheers